This is the fourth time we're looking at this unit because there is just so much here to see that is amazingly encouraging to our faith and stimulating to our joy. So I want to ask the question in this session, if Paul is a true Christian hedonist, we, we've been talking about that, that is, if God is most glorified in him when he is most satisfied in God, should he always pursue his greatest satisfaction in God? And the answer, of course, is yes. And yet, look, he says, to die is gain. So gain comes through dying. And he wonders, yet which shall I choose? And he winds up choosing not to die. I know, convinced of this, I know I will remain and continue with you all. So my question is, if he's a true Christian hedonist and to die is gain, what inclines his heart to say he's going to stay? Father, oh, make us more biblical than anything. We don't want to foist on the Bible any kind of system. We want to hear what Paul, your inspired spokesman, is trying to teach us in these verses and show us about the pursuit of joy and the pursuit of love and the pursuit of your glory. So come, show us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored or magnified in my body. That's his great goal in, in life, in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart. I want to die and be with Christ, for that is, is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. All right, so what's, what's the answer to if to die is gain and his, his desire is to depart, die, and be with Christ, which would be so much gain for him personally because it's far better how is it then that he says, no, I'm convinced of this, what we'll see in a minute. I know I'm going to remain. I'm going to continue with you. I'm not going to go for this. I'm not going to go for this far better in this gain. And that makes us say, well... So he wasn't a consistent Christian hedonist. He didn't go for the greatest gain. Not so fast. What is this? 
So convinced of this, convinced of this, I know I will remain. And you might say, well, it's because to remain is more necessary on your account. And that's absolutely right. But this, this here surely includes all of this because you wouldn't want to leave out this absolutely striking sentence in verse 22, would you? So for me to live is Christ to die is gain. And then he ponders, shall I live or shall I die? And he says, here's what living is going to mean. If I am to live that in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. The labor of fruit or the fruit of labor. Fruit. It means fruit for me. Now, what does that mean? Here's the crucial parallel to let us know what that means. We're over in chapter 4, and he says, It was kind of you to share my trouble. So they had sent him money and participated in the gospel, these Philippians. And you Philippians know yourselves that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessaloniki, you sent help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit, your literally your account. He pictures them as having an account in heaven. And when they uh, meet Paul's needs in love and some sacrifice to themselves and they care about him and want to help the gospel advance, this is fruit increasing in their account. So in Paul's mind, when a Christian has fruit, bears fruit, it goes into their account. And that means later, at the resurrection, as Jesus says in, what, Luke 14, 14, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Later, what's in their account is going to come back and great blessing upon them. Now go back. That's what Paul says living would mean. To live in the flesh means fruit of labor for me. I'm going to have more fruit if I stay alive, which means it's not a choice between gain in dying and no gain in living. That's not the choice. The choice is between immediate gain and the cessation of labor and suffering. That's the one choice. The other choice is staying behind with more labor, more suffering, and later on, increased reward and increased joy. That's the choice. Immediate gain, which is far better than all this suffering here, now, immediate. Of course, being in Christ's presence would be far greater than the kind of labors and suffering Paul goes through. However, as he goes through these, he knows fruit is abounding to his account so that at the resurrection, he will be repaid with more joy than if he hadn't stayed. Now, that too is part of this. Convinced of this, I know I will remain. Now, the question is, since Paul, the first thing he has said about the motive of staying is it's going to mean fruit of labor for him. 
abounding to his credit for more joy at the last day when God rewards him for his labor. Why isn't that merely selfish? Why isn't that a selfish motive for staying? That's the great question we always ask ourselves as Christian hedonists who are pursuing our, our own fruit in heaven and our reward and our, our joy, our gain, what is far better. We're always pursuing this. And the reason it's not selfish is, number one, it is not at the expense of others, and two, but it is in and through the joy of others. So watch him unpack that. Convinced of this, that it's more necessary for me to stay on your account. In what sense is it more necessary for me to stay and not die on your account? Convinced of that, that necessity. And here's what it is. I will remain and continue with you all for your joy. My fruit is your joy. I'm going to spend myself for your joy in the faith. That's one way to put it. Here's another way. So that you may have ample cause to glory. This word is, is have a ground of, of boasting in Christ. A boasting in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. So my coming to you again, my labor among you is going to result in you glorying in, in Christ and him being honored or magnified, and it's going to result in your joy. So when I say I'm pursuing my fruit for me at the last day and all the reward I anticipate, I mean you are my fruit. You are my reward. Your joy is what will make me happy in the last day. Your, your boasting in Christ Jesus is what will be my fruit and my joy. So Christ gets the glory. They get the joy. Paul gets the reward. This is about the best of all possible worlds, is it not? Of course he's going to stay and endure all this labor and all the suffering. You want to see that confirmed? Look at this amazing passage in chapter 2. Do all things without grumbling or questioning that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast. This is what he's living for, that they, would, that they would shine and they would hold fast the word of life so that at the day of Christ, I may be proud. Now that, that word proud right there is exactly the same word as this right here, glory in Christ Jesus. I want you to glory, boast in Christ Jesus. I want to be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain because you have shown and you have held fast and your joy is abounding. And then here, this amazing thing. If I am to be poured out as a drink offering, in other words, if my, if my staying and not dying means my sacrifice 
on the altar of your faith, my death, or longer, longer suffering, let's put that, my longer suffering on the sacrifice poured out as a drink offering on the on the sacrificial offering of your faith you see the picture he's picturing him his life as being poured on an altar and the sacrifice he's offering to god is their faith their joy of faith then if that's what's happening with my life and my staying and my sacrifice and my suffering if that's what's happening I am glad. I am glad. I am glad. Can we hear this? I am glad and I rejoice. I am glad and I rejoice with you all. And you should be glad and rejoice with me. So when we go back here and say, was Paul a consistent Christian hedonist when he looked at dying as gain and he said, it is gain. To be with Christ is far better now. To escape all these sufferings now and see Christ, how could it not be better? And yet, if I just put this off a few more years, if I have a few more years of labor, if I could suffer a little longer and be poured out on a few more people's faith and sacrifice, then my fruit would abound and therefore I rejoice, and I want to call you to rejoice with me. I want you to glory in Christ Jesus so that Jesus gets the glory, you get the joy, I get the reward, and staying results in my longest-term greatest delight, and you are in it, and you are it. I think he's a consistent Christian hedonist. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.